You're listening to the official Ankeny Community School District podcast, We Are Ankeny, where we're sparking conversations about all things Ankeny schools. Hey, Ankeny community. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Eric Pruitt, superintendent of Ankeny Schools, and let's talk about the budget. With me today is Jennifer Jameson, chief financial officer and Ankeny board of directors secretary. Ms. Jamison is the chief financial officer and Ankeny Board of Directors Secretaries. She and her family have lived in Ankeny since 2013. The year centennial was opened after she was hired to be the Director of Business Services. Six years later, she was promoted in 2019 to CFO. Jennifer has been in school finance for more than 22 years working at Des Moines Public Schools, Seidel, and Interstate 35 school districts before landing in Ankeny. Jennifer and her husband have two Ankeny school graduates and a third kiddo currently attending schools here in Ankeny. Um, quick fact, fact about Jennifer, she's also a prolific bowler. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, Jennifer, can you give us a, an overview of what your finance team covers in, school, in the school district? Yeah, so uh, the business office, we have 10 dedicated staff members. They work in the areas of payroll, budget, and accounting. And we provide the bud- the financial information that informs the board's decisions on things like staffing and salaries um, for staff and purchases like textbooks and curriculum, um, technology, our services, which um, transportation is one of those uh, big services that we outsource, um, plant operation and maintenance, and facilities upgrade and new, new construction. So all of that um, information that we provide to the board helps them to make those decisions. And so typically, um, whenever people hear the um, the title CFO, they just consider that person to be the money person where mm-hmm. you, know, you have all the money. But it's actually not your money, is it? No, no, we're we're trying to be the best stewards of the taxpayers' money um, as possible. So, can you just give a, a brief overview to our listeners? Uh, you know, what are those buckets of uh, funds that the district receives and uh, we're responsible for um, spending responsibly? Yeah, so we have a, a number of different funds um, that come into the school district and make up the the entire budget. Um, the, the largest of those is the general operating fund um, that takes care of our staffing and, uh, and, and most of the major instructional pieces of our budget, our, our day-to-day operations. Um, we also have a fund called the Management Fund, and that takes care of the premiums for our property liability and work comp insurance um, programs. Uh, and then we have um, some capital projects funds. Um, PEPL is included in that, the physical plant and equipment levy that we use to maintain our operations, our buildings and, and uh, maintenance um, functions, um, the capital projects um, save fund that we, the uh, statewide sales tax comes into that we use for much of the same um, purposes that we use for our physical plant and equipment levy, but um, we've typically used uh, those funds for um, facility uh, construction and improvements. Um, and then uh, we also have some enterprise funds um, that we have for our um, business type operations, which is um, our nutrition program, our before and after school program, and our community ed. And we also have the um, student activity fund, which is uh, largely for our clubs um, and our athletics. And those are funded through fundraisers. 
Um, I think I've covered most of them. I may have missed one or two, but. So it's safe to say that um, the funds that are coming into our district come from a lot of different sources. Correct. And uh, your team is the one responsible for ensuring that we're um, um, allocating those funds and spending it responsibly. Exactly. And so uh, a part of general fund is SSA. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for our listeners, um, could you um, let them know what SSA is and uh, why it's so important to um, our district? Sure. So SSA stands for State Supplemental Aid, and that's the percentage increase on the cost per pupil um, that schools are funded on. So our funding formula is pupil-driven. Um, so it takes the enrollment, the total number of students that are, are in our district times a cost per pupil. And that SSA is that increase that the state legislature allows in that uh, additional cost per pupil. And uh, that uh, set percentage amount of SSA that we receive um, every year, is it the same every year? Or you know, what happens, um, what do districts have to wait for um, with regards to SSA? So it's set by the state legislature, and typically um, the uh, the state is, is funding SSA um, in accordance with the health of the state budget. So it's what, whatever the state budget it can allow. Um, and, and that amount has uh, varied from year to year. Um, it's been as low as zero. So we've had some zero increases in the, in the last 10 years or so. Uh, this last year, it was it, for next year, it's two and a half percent. So we've been kind of right around that two, two and a half percent range for the last four or five years. And so that really um, factors into the, 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 the budgets you and I discuss and how we develop budgets Um, fiscal budgets from year to year, correct? It does for the general fund, for sure. So recently, the certified budget was approved. So congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, What does it mean to have a certified budget? Well, so the certified budget is is the board's approval of the maximum amount of expenditures um, for the district in the four functional areas. So schools are required to stay within their certified budget in four functional areas, um, those being instruction, uh, support services, non-instruction, and other expenditures. And uh, those are for all funds. So we look at g- not only the general fund, but all the funds that we just discussed. Um, and so they set the, that expenditure level with the certified budget. And at the same time, they also set the tax rate for the, the next fiscal year. Okay. And so uh, t- can, can you tell me, you know, h- how does spending authority factor into the budgets that we set from year to year? So spending authority is another concept um, that the board will look at um, when determining the level of expenditures and setting that budget. So the school finance formula takes uh, takes into consideration the pieces that we talked about, the enrollment, the SSA, and that is kind of the the beginning base of uh, what creates authority for a school district. There are a few other things that factor into that authority, like our miscellaneous income. Um, and then it takes those as the, t- the revenue side, and then it subtracts out the expenditures to come up with um, what our unspent authority is. And so if you think about it, it's, it's more like um, it's not on a balance sheet anywhere like our cash would be. It's, it's kind of like our credit card limit. It's our ability to spend. And so um, with our certified budget, um, it it also sets uh, the tax rate for the next fiscal Mm -hmm. year. And so can you speak more about um, uh, uh, how that impacts the tax rate and know what you're looking at with regards to how you're managing the budget? So um, 
in terms of how we set this, the budget, um, there are a few, as the tax rate, I should say, there are a few components that play into that. Um, and like we talked about the SSA piece uh, and the, the cost per pupil, the school finance formula, that's kind of setting the rate for the general fund. Um, and so, and, and that's also based on our taxable valuation for the, for all the property in the district. Um, and then we take a look at those other components of the general fund. Um, we have some other levies called the instructional support levy. Um, and we also have a dropout prevention, um, that's levied through property taxes. And then we have a cash, um, reserve levy. So we take a look at all of those in the general fund. And then we have the other components, um, that come along with that for our management levy, um, we talked about uh, the the management being the premiums for our insurance. So we look at what our um, you know estimated costs are going to be in that and set a levy there. We also have the the PEPL, the physical plant and equipment levy that's set at the dollar sixty seven. We have a that has a board piece and a voter um, approved portion. And then we um, finish off with the debt service piece. So for the general obligation debt that the the district um, needs to pay um, the principal and interest payments on annually, we set the the debt service rate to pay for those obligations. Thank you. And so you you mentioned Pebble. Mm -hmm. Um, How are those funds um, supposed to be used um, um, at the district level? Um, The Pebble levy is meant to maintain um, the physical plant. That's kind of where the the name comes from. And so that can mean our equipment. So it can can be for repairing a a piece of equipment back to its normal um, operating state. It can be for our buildings. So we typically, the way Ankeny typically uses um, the PEPL in large part is to maintain existing plant and equipment. Um, And so we're looking at, you know, replacing our roofs. We're looking at our concrete um, needs. Needs. Um, we're looking at, um, you know, replacing vehicles uh, for our fleet. Um, there's just a number of what we call perennial or annual needs um, to maintain, in addition to um, some other facility improvement projects that are identified through, um, you know, just tours of our buildings and 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 really urgent needs. Um, and then we have a plan for um, some of those other smaller projects uh, over time. Um, and Pebble has also been used to fund some larger construction projects. So we do have um, some items um, like the current um, Nevelin um, project is funded in part with our physical plant and equipment levy. Great. And so uh, um, as opposed to maintaining, improving um, existing um facilities um, within our district. You know, how are um, save dollars um, and geobond dollars used in our district? Um, so in the the past, we I would say the, the most recent, probably 12, 15 years, um, majority of the save and general, oblig- well, general obligation bonds are, are for um, new construction, but the majority of the save, um, although we have the ability to use for many of the same uses as our physical plant equipment levy, we've elected to um, bond in anticipation of future revenues from save in order to um, build, uh, you know, have new construction and not have to um, go with the general obligation, which would be a tax on on the public. And so as many of our listeners may know, um, we broke ground uh, a few weeks ago on elementary number 12. And so can you speak to how um, that building is being funded? Sure. So um, also at the April 4th meeting, not only did the board uh, 
certify the the budget uh, for next fiscal year, but they also um, receive bids on the bonds for elementary 12. We we bonded for about $30 million for that project. And um, those were using the save revenue bonds. So um, we're not having to go out to general obligation asking voters and and, um, levying a tax for that. So that's very exciting that we're able to do all of that through the one cent save save sales tax. And it's always good when we when we don't have to go back out to the taxpayers Absolutely. and ask them for additional funds, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, with the certified budget, you know, what are some contributing factors to uh, the budget? Um, so the contributing factors um, that we um, kind of take into account um, as far as um, kind of our enrollment, our projected enrollment um, for the next year and how that's going to Im- uh, impact staffing um, if we have needs for um, expanding our staff to to be able to um, educate the, the students coming in. Um, there's also some other factors um, that play into some of the revenues that we receive in addition to um, property taxes and state aid, um, specifically for our federal funds. And so we kind of take a look at um, the free and reduced percentages um, of our students um, and, and just know that um, while the, and actually over time, that socioeconomic status of the low socioeconomic students um, have continued to increase. Um, we're still relatively low for the state. So it, it does impact the federal funds that we receive. And we're, we're a little bit on the lower side um, compared to our, our neighboring districts with that. And so um, with um, our open enrollment trends, with our um, reg- um, re- um, increased registration um, um, th- that we're that we've been experiencing over the past few years. Um, how do, how does uh, that impact um, uh, uh, budgeting um, for um, next uh, fiscal year and long range planning? Yeah. So uh, I guess it's important to mention that um, although our funding is pupil driven, the funding that we receive for next year is based on our enrollment for this year. So if we grow by another, you know, anticipated another 300 students for next year, we're not actually getting that funding for an, another year down the road. So so that's always a challenge um, when we're, we're uh, putting the budget together. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I think you said something, something really important that I want to ask you to repeat. And sure. so the funding that we're using this current year, the uh, 21-22 school year, is based off of our certified enrollment from which school year? From It's from the October 20, 2020 school year, so October 2020, which would be the 2020-21. The so yeah, last year's enrollment is our revenue for this current year. So who's on first? Yeah. So basically, when we start the um, school year in this fall, um, of um, August of 2022, the funding that we'll be receiving will be based off of certi- certified enrollment from the 21-22 school year. Correct. Thank you. And so um, w- w- um, we've also been learning um, uh, um, about certified enrollment. And so uh, what impact um, does certified enrollment have on um, your budgeting practices and, again, long-range planning for the district? Well, so the certified enrollment is really what the budget is based upon since we are pupil driven. So that certified enrollment that was taken in October of 2021 establishes the number of students that will be funded on for the 22-23 school year. 
Um, so we were at currently 12,512.2 students for next year to be exact. Point two. Um, point two. Yep. Um, and so those are our resident students. Um, it doesn't, it's a little bit different than the students that were actually educating in our buildings. However, um, because our open enrollment in students are not included in that number, but our open enrollment out students are. Absolutely. So um, we know, um, our listeners know that um, our district has been growing um, steadily over the past um, seven to 10 years. Uh, I believe it's been by about 250 students every year, and we're expecting uh, additional growth going into the 22-23 the school year. And so, you know, with our enrollment growth and projections, you know, what if some, what have been some of the budget challenges? And although I'm asking you about challenges, what's, what's really been uh, impressive about learning more about this district and you know how we're managing our resources, we've been really good stewards of uh, the tax dollars that we've received. And um, we, we we're actually getting a, a lot of uh, return on the investment that um, you know, um, we've made in our, our teachers, our facilities, um, and our students. And so um, as we continue to grow, what are some of those budget challenges that you're thinking about? Well, just as we were saying, the, you know, the the funding being a, a, a year in arrears, that's one of the challenges. Um, in addition, you know, we have to be mindful of, you know, maintaining our class sizes uh, and our building capacity to plan for additional staffing and future business needs. So we've, you know, engaged a demogra- demographer who assists us with those uh, projections in growth and informs our decisions that we'll be making in regards to um, not only budget, but also staffing and facility needs. And so any um, school district, uh, large school districts such as ours, um, debt is a part of budget management. And so, you know, what has been your philosophy approach towards debt management and, you know, what's the status um, of our debt with the district? Well, we've been enjoying some historically low rates um, in the past several years. And that's really allowed us to, you know, just like you would do in your own home um, and take a look at your um, your interest rate on your mortgage, um, we've, we've really done a, a good job of that, I believe, uh, of taking a look at our current debt and being able to take advantage of the low rates and, and do some refunding. So um, overall, our debt levels are very uh, well managed for a growing district uh, of similar to ours. Um, And then we are definitely within the legal debt capacity limits. We're actually well below the $4.05 maximum levy rate, um, projected to be a $2.59 rate for next year. And our debt is now, um, you know, locked in at, at those historic low rates. And just to give you kind of an idea of what we've done over the last few years, um, we had a save revenue bond advance refunding, um, which was about nine nine and a half million dollars um, that we refunded, saving the district about a half a million. Our geo refunding um, last year of eighteen point three million saved us almost two million dollars. And in this current year, the budget that I should say next year, um, the budget that was just approved, we're going to redeem about six million dollars in general obligation bonds, um, with with another additional savings of about a hundred thousand. So, you know, we're trying to be like we said earlier, good stewards of the taxpayers' money and just take advantage of um, restructuring our debt whenever possible. 
So, Jennifer, I really want to thank you for joining me today, um, talking numbers and budgets um, with us about our district. Um, I also want to thank our listeners for joining us for uh, this podcast and look forward to speaking with you uh, in our next episode. Thank you for listening to the We Are Ankeny podcast, the official podcast of Ankeny Community Schools. 